greetings all. Good to see you all again. And I'm glad to be back here. Uh, very quick trip, of course. I want to see my dad here, Pastor Dean. So I'm really happy to see him there. Don't laugh. It's my dad. I know. He's the same God, same father. So we're all in the same family. Amen? <laughs> uh, is, I'm, I'm re- just really thrilled to see him because, uh, you know, I got all the news a week before that. And then just to see amazing, amazing things happening uh, during the last couple of days, just to sit around with him. And I believe you do all pray for him. And then we all do have this praying spirit for him. And then it's amazing how the Lord works. What men tell is not the same what God said. I don't know what people said. You know, the man can tell you many things that can be no hope and etc., etc., but we know there's hope in God and all the people said. Okay, I'd like to send greetings to you all to, uh, from Indonesia, especially from Pastor Teddy too, and of course to all the saints in here that's been to Bali. So we'd love to see you again in Bali, one of another type. And I don't know if you do come to our camp in the next three weeks, but we'll see you again in three weeks' time, okay? And, uh, well, today I'll just look, I'll bring two testimony that just happened, uh, in Bali about last week. But before that, I want to share something from Bible. Uh, if we could turn, uh, from the first king, first king, chapter 17. Oh, sorry, we probably skip uh, chapter 18, chapter 18. You know the story of Elijah? And then this is a story where Elijah actually see Ahab and then, there are things happen there. Of course, uh, when uh, first 70, we pick up from 17 and 18. When Ahab saw Elijah, Ahab said to him, Is it you, you the troubler of Israel? We know what, what happened in the story that the, there are many things happening and then people are not really working with the Lord. And then there's a time that Elijah came and then want to face with all this, uh, you know, the prophet of Baal and things like that. And then when Ahab saw him, I have told him that, are you the troubler of Israel? Probably this is something that is not good when you just see someone and then someone that uh, call his, himself as a prophet and then to be uh, with God and then to perform all things that God has did through him. And then I have called him, are you the troubler of Israel? And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but you have. And your father's house because you have abandoned the commandments of the Lord and followed the bells. So, it's a very, uh, you know, uh, offensive conversation here because he defending that it's not me, but it's you. It's not me, the trouble, but it's you because you actually didn't do what God says. You actually abandoned the covenant of the Lord and follow what Baal says. Now, therefore, send and gather all Israel to me at Mount Carmel and the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Isaiah who eat at the Jezebel tables. So I have sent to all people of Israel and gathered the prophets of together at the Mount Carmel. And Elijah came near to all the people and said, How long will you go limping between the two different opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. And But if Baal, then follow him. And the people did not answer him in a word. Such a sin here. And I guess the story might not be relating to our life here, but the, the message in the story actually still relevant today. What Elijah did in this scene is pretty amazing because he stood up by himself amongst about 850 the prophets of Baal. And then he's the only one stood there saying that, that if the Lord is God, you worship. But if Baal is God, then worship him. And then sometimes in life, we do have experienced this kind of event in our moments of life too. Where you need to stand up for the Lord 
where the rest of the people around you will not standing up for him. But what will you do? I mean, the message here is very clear. Uh, Elijah not only believe in God, but he actually act on his belief. Most of us that come to the Lord, many of us know what the faith is. We know what is the faith that we have. The faith that we spoke, the faith that we testify. But actually to exercise, to experience, to act, to walk by the faith, that's two different things. Many of us can profess what is the faith that we have. But are we walking the faith and experience the faith and exercising the faith? That's two different things. Just story in here about Elijah is quite, uh, you know, uh, amazing because he says that, how long will you go limping between the two different opinions? Sometimes we do have this fear, you know, what other people might say, what other people might think. But one thing for sure, things that we should be worried about, what God says about us. What God says about your decision, your response, your, your act upon what you say you believe in. And then Elijah said in verse 22 to the people, I, even I only, am left a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophet are 450 men. Wow, that's just amazing scene, isn't it? You were standing there. Is this a big crowd? What will you do? Will you be standing for what you say is truth? Will you standing what you believe that this is the way? Will you standing that this is the truth that you've been living on? Or are you going to be the same with the rest of the people? Sometimes probably this kind of story, we, 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 we thought that it's just a story in the old time, but it's not. When you're standing tomorrow in your workplace, when probably you are the only one that spirit feel, probably that knows about the born-again experience, probably you are the one that knows about the speaking tongues thing, what will you say about your book? Do you just keep it to yourself that, yeah, yeah, I know God lives in me, but it doesn't matter about the rest of you, you know, but God is in me, but is that really what God's called you for to be with Him? Is that what the X1 verse H mean? That you shall receive power and then you become a witness throughout the world. So, if we think about this thing, it's, you know, the, the term evangelist is, is good that we, we can understand this term. Oh, yeah, 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 he's an evangelist, you know. He, he, he always spoke to people, he, he bring people in. Hang out. But it's not a job title, isn't it? Because we all are evangelists for the Lord and all the people say. It's not for someone else's talents. It probably someone can do things better because he represents God better. But we are called to be evangelists. It's not specific job for certain people because we all his and we all part of his kingdom, we all have his the same power. So sometimes, you know, the story like Elijah is good to, to, to look at what is the story is all about. What is actually uh, from this word that the Lord tried to teach us. For me, just to see that is, is quite amazing because I've been experiencing in my walk to be standing there and to profess what I believe and actually to act upon what I believe. I, I know some of you might heard uh, last last year, a couple of months ago when I was here, I shared the story about in Sumba. We've been persecuted, we've been warned, and then we've been actually forced that you're not to be here, you don't come here anymore because we're going to kill you. And then what I'm going to do? Am I just going to say, yeah, 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 okay, I agree with you, I fear you, so I'm not going to... And then I need to be back there. And then deep down there is fear, deep down there is this, you know, worriness, there is this... Scare, of course. My flesh say, you shouldn't go. But I did the opposite, you know. But that's when the faith actually increased. There are times in our life, there are difficulties comes, but we have an option. Are you going to be cowering in? Or are you going to step for that faith? 
And then every time in moment, each moment of our life, whether you are young, whether you are old, you got the opportunity to experience, to have an increase in faith. And all the people said. But whether you take the opportunity like Elijah did, well, it depends on your decision. It depends on how you feel your faith. Whether that's a really living faith or it's dead faith. That's why we read in the book of James, it says that faith without works is dead. It's no good we have faith, but if we thought works, it's dead. So you can profess many things, you can testify so many things that God's did in your life, but you need to actually exercise it all the time. One thing I, 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 I'm surely learned a lot the last two, three days, just to be with Pastor Dean, and I saw Brother Jim too, you know. I mean, I know some of you are probably sick or probably have another sickness, similar like Pastor Dean. But one thing that I regret, this is for me personally, you know. I see this dying man, is my dad is sick, but he was rejoicing himself. He was actually praying for me too. And then, you know, what the thing I can get that, I, I may get sick one day, you know, but I, I know there's someone live the faith. He's not talking about the sickness, he's talking about the rejoice, the joy of the Lord in him. And the same thing I saw with brother Jim, and I know some of you as well. But that's what we are for. Because we want to be encouraged for the kingdom. We want to be encouraged because we have such a faith that not the fake faith is the real faith. And all the people said. So in the James book of James, if you could open the book of James verse 17, we'll back and forth in the first king after this. In book of James chapter 5, verse 17 and 18, I just want you to take note about this little scripture that first he says that I just Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain, and for three years and six months it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and heaven gave rain, and the earth bore its fruit. He's talking about the the, the event in the first king seventeen. But I just want to take note in the first verse in the first seventeen. In other words, it says that. Elijah was a man subject to like patient as we are. So he's just a normal man like we are. He's just a, a, a man like you and me, you know. He is not just a special, a superman. He's just a normal man. A natural man like us. But he prayed firmly that it might not rain and then no rain. So one, one thing that I know from the scripture that, uh, you know, we're not a, 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 a superhuman suddenly when we are born again. But we do have this power that make us able to perform what God wants us to perform. Not what we want to perform, but what God wants to perform through our life. That's what the use of the Holy Spirit in our life. He gave us this power actually so He can perform through our life. So the people see that how mighty He is, not how mighty, how mighty we are. We are trapped sometimes, you know, in the world that we live in. Where we got job, we got live, we got house, we got family. And then we thought that this life is what this moment. And we thought this is what things that we need to accumulate in this world. But we forget about Him. Even though we say it all the time, my life is for Him. My life is for Him. I live for Him. But the action that we do is none of Him. And we got to realize that. Because the only thing that is true is your mirror. When you look at yourself through the Bible, anyone can say that you are good, you are nice, you are very genuine, you know. But whether you see yourself through the mirror of the Bible, that's your true self, the true nature, whether God is really with you. I'm not saying this to make you indulge, 
mixing this is like sort of to to be like pressuring you or to be uh, you know uh, to put uh, like uh, you know such a, a big standard. No, it's not. But each one of us, we do need to be honest where we are with Him. Otherwise, we're gonna be go down, go down, go down, and then left Him one day. And then you know what? And then you start to say that, oh, I'm so sad. You know, I, I don't want this life. Well, you actually living it, and then without realizing it, because you never exercise it, and then you go down all the time. In the book of uh, uh, James, it's quite amazing because it says that he prayed fervently. Now, when we do have this Holy Spirit, we spoke in tongue, and we are able to pray with him, are you prayed fervently to him? Of course, the question always raised, you know. We always share from the platform or probably someone listen to you. You gotta read your Bible. You gotta pray. But really? Are you really reading the Bible? Are you really praying? Or are you praying because someone tell you so? Or are you really reading because it's, it's a must? Because it's, it's a rule, you know? No, we don't do that because it's a rule. Because we love Him. Because otherwise, how, how can you have such a faith when, when you know in Romans 10 verse 17 says, faith comes from hearing by the word of Christ. Well, you never read the word of Christ, and then you never heard about the word of Christ, and then you want, oh, I have such a faith. I wonder, what kind of faith do we have? Each one of us need to be responsible on your decision, on your faith. One day when the judge come, you know, when he'll come, he'll know where we live. We know where we stand, when we know where we're supposed to be standing after that. But if you don't exercise it now, when is the time to exercise? I just want to... Mention, uh, if we go back to the first uh, King 18 before, when Elijah with this 450, let's pick up from the first 25, you know, first 24 probably, uh, because Elijah said, okay, bring all the prof- uh, the prophets, your prophets, you know, let's have two bulls, two bullocks, he said, and then let's perform, see whose God will answer, you see, and then in verse 24, you call upon the name of your God, and I will call upon the name of the Lord, and the God who answered by fire, he is God. And all the people answered, it is well spoken. Let's do it. Okay. Then Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose for yourself one bull and prepare it first. For you are many and call upon the name of your God, but put no fire to it. And they took the bull that was given to them and they prepared it, verse 26, and call upon the name of Baal from morning until noon saying, Oh Baal, answer us. Oh Baal, answer us. But there was no voice and no one answered. And they limb around the altar that they had made. And in verse uh, 27, And at noon, Elijah mocked them, saying, Cry aloud, for he is God. Either he is musing, or he is re- re- relieving himself, or he is even a journey, or perhaps he is asleep and must be awakened. You know, if, if you just by yourself, you don't want to be doing what Elijah did. He mocked them. You just by yourself, and then he mocked the, the 850 people there. You know, such a sin there, you know, such a confidence, such a boldness that he has. And then Elijah said, if it is God, call him, call him. Or probably your God is going to the toilet. He said, because he says that he's relieving himself, you know, pursuing. Okay? Or he, he, mocked, he said, oh, probably your, your, your God is music. Oh, he's probably on a journey, holiday, vacation. Where's your God? You know, sometimes there are times that we could challenge people. If they do believe God, you know, we, we we have many variation of people with their belief. In Indonesia itself, we got, you got so many beliefs, you know, even in Australia. Not to believe in God is also a belief. Do you know that? I don't believe in God. That's a belief. So many people with many different beliefs. But we got to challenge them. 
If really what you believe is your God, that's true. Well, your God will give you a sign. My God will give a sign of fire. That is a very, very good biblical symbol there. Because my God will answer with fire. And then he says that they cried a lot and then they cut themselves after the custom with sword and lances until the blood gushed out upon them. Such a ritual they have there. Because they are thinking that this is some kind of belief they have and then the God gonna come out. But of course nothing happened after that. When Elijah called upon his God, you know what happened? And the fire take all the bulls and then it, it leaks all the waters there. That is God of answer and all the people said. And we have this God. When we all receive the Holy Spirit, He sent us fire from above. That's why we have this new tongue. We have this new life. Because the fire is so real and all the people said. So we do have God that answers us. So for those of you who are new today, if you're looking for answer in your life, you want to prove that God is really exist, we do have an answer and all the people said. Your life can be changed today. But if you want people to tell you about religion, well, you went to the wrong place because we're not one of the religion. We are one of God's people and all the people said. We are sitting here not to tell you about what religion can do for you. I'm telling you what God can do for your life and then you can have a changed life. So if you really knew today, you don't need a Bali man to come here to tell you my God is real. Because today in Australia, at this moment after the meeting, you can experience Him. If you really knew here, this is no other story. It's a real story that can happen today for you too. I'm just really glad to see uh, some of the testimony that happened throughout my life that working with him and exercising my faith. Just last week, I want to share one testimony. Uh, Brother Woody, uh, who's Hamish there? Eh? Can you just put up what slide there? This will be about a week and a half ago. A man named Woody. He's been coming to Bali, his uh, sister Sarah brother, he came to Bali because he believed that he needed help for his life. He's been coming three weeks uh, to the fellowship and then talks to me and then uh, many testimony he listened to. And then last Tuesday, he phoned me in the late afternoon and said that I need to speak to you. Because I know that he's really, 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 he said that I need my life changed. I'm really desperate. I hate what my life is now. And then I keep telling him that where your life can only be changed by experience the Holy Spirit when you are born again. Yeah, yeah, I've been in school. I've been in this theologian school for a number of years. I was raised there for 11 years actually. And then I keep praying to Jesus. But look, my wife left me. And then, you know, uh, you know, my, my life is ruined now. And for the last three years, I've been using this drug. You know, I'm taking many things. And then you know what? I have all these charms in me. So he got this like artifacts that use. There's one ring. It's actually the ring that for strength. And then he had also one piece of paper with a lot of uh, writings there with symbols. And uh, this paper actually for the protection of my body. So he got about five or six charms. Uh, like, uh, you know, uh, that, that he holds there. I said that, you see, this is what keep me alive now. And then I told him that, no, 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 no. That's not keep you alive. That keep you suffer. That's why you have this life. And then I'm telling him that you're going to get rid of those things. You come to him. It's called Jesus Christ. And then he said that I can do that, Pastor William, because all this charm that I have here will curse me. If you're going to take this charm, you're going to be cursed too. I said, don't worry. I'm happy to be cursed. So if you see that on the left picture, 
I, that, that's an unusual baptism because I have a big pot and then I, I, I lit the pot with the fire and then I took all his charm, I burned it before he got baptized. So I said that I'm happy to have the curse and then I'll make sure that you're free from the curse. So give me the curse. And then he was scared giving me, he took his wallet. Okay, anything else? I said, yeah, 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 there's more. So he took another wallet, you know, this is... And then we end up with six items there. You know, there's piece of paper, ring, and then some funny leaves and all that. He said, all this is your strength. I said, this is all rubbish. Watch, it's going to burn. Watch this. I said, I burn it. And then said, in the name of Christ, it's all gone. So what are you going to do now? <sighs> are you still alive? See, you're not dead yet. It's no curse. So will you jump to the baptism now? Will you go in and then bury your life and then you give your life to Him? And then you know what happened after that. I baptized Him. And then when He came out of the water baptism, we couldn't stop Him. He spoke in tongue and then we couldn't stop Him. He was just trembling there, trembling there, crying. And, Thank you, Jesus. And the fire freed Him. And such a scene, such an experience, it happened today. So if you are new here, you're looking for answer, you can have that kind of answer too. And for us that are spirit-filled and profess that you are born again and you have this amazing power in you, well, you're going to see more of this. You're going to see more of this by your life is being used by God around your neighborhood, around your workplace, around your family. Because you know what? Don't get tired to talk about the power that you have in Him and all people say. If you have feel the tiredness, I've spoken that, I'm telling that, they know who I am, I, they know who we are. They, I tell you what, until the Lord returns, we still stick with the same gospel, with the same word, and all the people say, nothing changed. So you're going to get bored with it. So be happy. Nothing will change. You know, there are times in life that I know is the easy part to do is actually not to walk by faith. Even though we don't confess that, even though we don't want that, but we know the easy walk that we can have is not to walk by faith, by hiding it, by cowering it, and then not up for the challenge. And that's the easiest path that we can do. But you know what? Who lost? We lost. I lost. You lost. No one's gained the victory. Because at the same time, Jesus wants us to be the overcomer to have the victory. For who? For Him. That us acting on the faith that is given to us through the Holy Spirit. I want to give a uh, uh, share in the. You know when Eli and Elijah said that the the rain will stop and the rain will come, actually Elijah actually knows about the word. He only act upon the word because in Deuteronomy 11, verse 13 to 15, I believe Elijah knew this. It says that it shall come to pass if you shall hearken diligently unto my commandments, which I command you this day. To love the Lord your God and to serve Him with all your heart and with all your soul, that I will give you the rain and of your land in its due season and the first rain and the latter rain, though that may gather in Thai corn and Thai wine and Thai oil. And I will send grass in the field for the Thai cattle, though that may eat and be full. And of course, He knew about this. He only commanded. Many of us didn't know about the commandment. We don't know about the Word of God. And then how can you act about the promise of God? You know man, what many Christians love? They love the promise of God, but they don't love what's the word of God, the commandment says. I'm not talking about the Old Testament command. It's just this whole thing, the Bible. 
You know, for instance, if we read the, 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 the first that most Christian love is about uh, uh, Matthew 6.33. You know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added upon you. There are two parts in the scripture. One is promise, one is a commandment. And guess what? Many of us love the promise. Oh, all these things shall be added upon you. But hey, remember the first part. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Many Christians fall to the trap that they love the promise of God, but they don't love the Lord's commandment. They don't love the word of God. And then you are trapped in between. That's why you have hollow, you have, uh, you know, disappointment, because you keep searching for the promise, but you don't want to do what God says to you to do. And then there's a problem. And we don't want to be in this problem. Because you know what? There's nothing will happen there. The promise of God is wonderful. Healing, blessing, miracles, of course. There are many things that God has promised us to do. But at the same time, there are many things that God wants us to do as well. Exactly what He said. Nothing changed and nothing can be written off. Because He wants us to do exactly what He wants you to do. For instance, the baptism. For instance, receiving the Holy Spirit. is None of that is a teaching of the church. That's a teaching of God. The teaching of the Bible and all the people said. The religion, the church nowadays, they all change things. You know, the, the most amazing thing that I experienced in my life in Indonesia to go to the East part was supposed to be Christian and Catholic based population in the East part. They are the nation, the island that mostly rejected what we talk about. We're supposed to be, we sit, we read the same Bible, we know who Jesus is. They are the one that really persecute us, that want to kill us, want to really put fire on us. They are the one. So you have to realize this. Many people, if they call, they profess themselves Christian, they should be happy just to receive the Holy, Holy Spirit. If any of you here today and then you heard the name Jesus in your life before and you, you, you know there's a Christianity thing, well, I hope that you hear this testimony that really prick your heart and then make decision that you don't need this Holy Spirit because what others have been telling you is all a lie. Because the real truth, you're going to read it for yourself and then experience it for yourself. You're going to act upon it. And I tell you, to be frankly, if we're going to remove the banner, the name of revival, uh, probably I got, uh, you know, a pastor's, if we're going to remove all that, and then you're going to speak with someone new, right? And then whatever they speak, whatever they read, whatever I read, they should experience exactly the same what they read. And that's the truth. And all the people said. Because the truth that we have is not the truth that's being modified. The truth that we have is not the truth that is from man-made. But the truth that when you read, when I read, we're going to experience what we read. And that's the real truth. And all the people said. Many of us now is become like knowledgeable, you know. You can, uh, you can have this free knowledge from Mr. Google. But Mr. Google cannot do anything about your faith. He can give you all this theory, all this, you know, uh, you know, amazing stuff, but it cannot help you. Because this book was written here, it's the real deal. When you act upon it, when you experience it, when you hold fast and then you actually challenge it, things will happen in your life. And that's how you got your testimony. So if you remember your testimony now, you know, so much testimony that you can have is because you act upon it, not because you sit upon it. Not because you just believe, but you act upon your faith. The Luke 17, 
Luke 17. Uh, Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 17. This is uh, one of the famous one. The story about the lepers. In verse 12, I'm just going to read it. As he entered into the certain village, there met him ten men with lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voice and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourself unto the priest. And it came past that as they went, they were cleansed. So it's quite amazing. Jesus then said, Yeah, you'll be healed. You No, no, you go show yourself. And then they are healed and then they are cleansed. And then some people know they just want something that's from a preacher man to say, oh yes, you are healed. And then they thought that's like a mantra so they can be healed. But it's not. If you look at the scripture here, it's quite amazing because Jesus actually just go show yourself, go show yourself to the priest. And then he came to pass and they were, went and they were cleansed. And one of them went and saw that was, he was healed, turned back with a loud voice, glorify God. And, uh, fell down on his face, on his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus, Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? They are not found that return to give glory to God, save the stranger. And he said unto him, Rise, go thy way, Tavid had made the, 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 the tea hole. It's a good story here to tell that we're not here just to seek for the healing. If you come here only to get healed, I think it's a bit wrong. Because healing is provided for us. Don't get me wrong. I tell you, the promise is there. But we are here not because of the healing. We are here because of the salvation that is given to us through the power of the Holy, Holy Ghost and all the people said. That's why we are here. Because we are the chosen God. We are free from this world. We are the one that have the salvation from Him. We are not only healed. We are saved by Him and all the people said. I tell you, so many people are confused now. They all go to church because they got things that they want to worry about and then they want things to be cleared up in their life. And then once they clear up, they're like those nine lepers that just went by. Yeah, yeah, I got healed, I got healed. And only one made it. We don't want to be in that sin. We don't want to be part of that nine people. Oh, yes, I'm Christ. I tell you what. If you can be sick, you can be healed. But you can be sick again. And you can be healed again. So the blessing or whatever things that you have, the salvation that you have is not about the healing or the answer pray about healing, but if the true faith that you actually believe and act upon. I was sick in my life. There are a number of sickness, but I was healed too. But the point is not about the healing and the sickness itself. It's about that I'm here today because I'm son of God. I'm living the testimony of Christ. Because His Spirit is upon me and I'm waiting for His returns. And all the people said, that's what we are here for. I tell you, we have many difficulties. We can come with many things today. Our difficulty in works, you know, family troubles, you know, like we can have things happening in our household now. Of course, we can pray for all those. But will you just remember, that's not our point to be in here gathering today. We are here as people that are free, then we are safe. And we know what we have. Because God works through us through the fire. And we know the experience. And all the people say. There's one more testimony. Can you show that? That was on the 21st. This is on the 23rd. We got brother Ronald here and sister Meta. They came also about a week and a half ago. They came to me because they have problem in life. The problem is that Meta was pregnant and then they're not married. 
So they came. They said that we got problem. We need to be married. I said, so 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 your problem is need to be married. I said, wow, that's such a problem. I said, that's I think that that's a good problem to have probably. I said because I'm not gonna marry you. I give you a quick answer. And then they were shocked. I said, yeah, but that's our problem. No, your problem is not about the marriage. You are lost. That's your problem. You don't have the spirit of God in you. And then both of them was really like looking at me like with empty look. I said, what are you talking about? You know, I said, your problem is not marriage. Your problem, you are lost. You need the spirit of God in you to fix your problem. You look for me to fix your problem. I can fix it. But when you know about the spirit of God, the spirit can fix you. The Lord Christ Jesus, he can fix you. Surely enough, you'll be free. And of course, we talk about that and then sit. And then during the conversation, we explain the scripture about, you know, the, the, the most important part, the experience, the testimony about the Holy Spirit. And then suddenly, Ronald spoke to me. So are you telling me that, that I came to you tonight? It's not about the marriage, but it's about the born again and about the salvation. Yes, Ronald. But that's not my purpose. Yes, that's your purpose. That's why God sent you here to hear about this. And then suddenly, uh, Meta was cried. That's true. I really need this. I really, I want, I want, can, can, can you pray? And then I want this Holy Spirit. So suddenly we have these two person. One, one thing want marriage. One thing want the Holy Spirit. So what happened that we lay hand on Meta and then Meta received the Holy Spirit. And next thing we know, I took Ronald out and then I pray with Ronald. He didn't receive. I said, but you know what? What happened, happened to Meta. I really want that. I'm prepared to do anything that needs to be done according to the Bible, as you said. So instead of talking about the marriage problem, we have salvation problem that need to be resolved. So here we are. So they got baptized that night. And then they were so happy, and then they were so relieved, and they said that, I know it's not about marriage, it's about us, how to redeem our sin through Him, and to be cleansed. And then I'm really thank you that, you know, you show us the way to the Word. And then I tell you, they are really happy. The following uh, days, we just follow up in talks, and then they just want to pray. And then I, I told them one line, and said that, uh, the, to fix the marriage is very easy. The wedding is only one hour, and then for my signature, you only need about one minute. And then you can get the wedding certificate, but that's not gonna fix your life. So I give you an offer now, right now, this is why I told them, I said, you can go to a person that if you have money, you can buy this wedding certificate, I have a contact for you, but I'm not the guy. I can give you the wedding organizer, he can fix you with the certificate you need, or you're gonna come here, Get baptized, get spirit filled, and then God can sort out not only about the, the marriage issue, not about the wedding that you, you really worry about, it's gonna the whole thing in your life. And of course they choose the best part, which is to be born again. And I tell you what, there are so many things like this, but the opportunity is given to us, and there are many ones like Ronald, like Meta, or anyone here knew, the answer for your problem is the real faith, which is the Holy Spirit, that working in action and all people say. I'm just going to close in First Peter 1. Such a wonderful scripture here in First Peter 1. First 3. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy had begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. 
to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that faded not away reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time wherein you greatly though now for a season if need be you are in heaviness through manifold temptation that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perish though it to be tried with fire might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ whom having not seen you love in whom though now you see him not yet believing you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory receiving the end of your faith even the salvation of your soul and all the people say our purpose is the salvation of soul even though there's a trials of your faith even though there are temptation that's going in your life now but the purpose of it all is the salvation of your soul and my soul that's what's come so if you're sitting today you are you said you are spirit filled for a number of years probably or you just spirit filled for a number of weeks or a number of months or a number of days it doesn't matter let's face our real faith to act upon it to exercise upon it we know the problem is big we we we, we can't compare problem we we're not here to compare each one problem we're not here together what's your problem yeah my problem is this ah that's nothing yeah, yeah my problem is bigger than you we're not here for that you can be as big problem as you are you want to be but we're not here to glorify the problems we are here to glorify him that works through us in the power of the holy ghost and all people said we know the problem we 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 know the problem will always be exist because we're still in this world but we're not part of the problem because we are free from those i know the weakness i know the scary i know the fear but hey look inside of you if you are spirit filled that spirit inside of you that is the real answer that you have that's given to you and that's the promise and that's actually the seal of god in your life and all the people said thank you